I guess I didn't have the full explanation. No, I've not seen the second one. No, but that's a that's a great segue into uh, opening up this little conversation. So I'm not going to be lost. No, so you're not going to be lost. Welcome to the Too Much Free Time Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. It's me. And John Girdler. It's me. Aha. Uh, yeah, so, John, I thought, I guess it was just me and Peter that saw Conjuring 2. I really thought you were there with us when we saw The Conjuring. No, I, I've seen the first one, but I've not seen Conjuring 2. Uh, I I was trying to think when I was watching this if I preferred... I I just realized I haven't even introduced the movie. Hello, everybody. We're watching The Conjuring <laughs> this week because... We watched. Past tense. Past tense. Because... By the time you listen to this, it'll be it'll probably be October first, actually. So we're kicking off Halloween now that superhero summer's over. Bye. Going straight into the horror films, which is where we started this podcast. Hi. I love this time of year. Oh yeah, for Spooky sure. Spooky ghosts, haunted houses, spooky, scary skeletons. The uh, <laughs> real murder or not, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring it on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool to think that. I guess by the end of this month, we'll be doing have been doing this for a full year and nothing has changed <laughs> we already have been doing it for a full year what really? i look back our first recording was on uh september 23rd of last year really our so unaired passed, episode we passed a year and we didn't even make a big deal about it i guess that's humble right yeah. we're pretty humble <laughs> oh yeah there it goes wow so <laughs> but like i said yeah so we're um halloween season we're just gonna do some horror movies maybe a few thrillers i don't know but our first choice was The Conjuring, which is all around just a great horror film. It's An a good movie. Excellent choice indeed. Yeah, it's fun. I remember, saw, I think I saw, no, I didn't see this in theaters. I saw this by myself because you had seen it, Peter, and then told me that I would like it. Pretty accurate story there. Yeah. People at home can't see you nodding, Peter. I'm, this is the sound <laughs> of me nodding. <laughs> nod, nod, nod. Oh, but yeah, I didn't realize this horror movie would, when I saw it, would cause a like horror universe to start. <laughs> I, I mean, they don't call it that, but that's pretty much what it is. Because there's this Conjuring Two, there's Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, The Nun just came out, even though that's getting panned. Um, Sad. Yeah, and then Conjuring Three comes out next summer. And the reason Conjuring 3 is finally coming out, which I think is hilarious, because when this movie first came out, this huge lawsuit started with the studio about uh, someone owning the rights to be able to tell the Warren stories, like Ed and Lorraine L Warren's you know, paranormal stories or something. And so he sued um, whoever put this out. Who put this out? Not Lionsgate, but whoever. And I wanted to say Lionsgate too, but then I knew it was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Warner Brothers. But um, yeah, so then they were stuck in litigation. And that's why the second one is about a haunting that the Warrens were barely involved in because, you know, they, they weren't allowed to tell any other Warren stories. So they had to manipulate. Like the second one is about a haunting that the Warrens apparently showed up for for like two days and then left. And. So they really had nothing to do with that one. I just think that's interesting. So I guess with the that lawsuit seems to be settled from my limited Googling. <laughs> uh, so I think the third one's going to be a legitimate like case they did, uh, which is pretty cool. The second one was good. Yeah, the second one was good. I uh, I ended up listening to, uh, I think it was last podcast on the left's like, run through of that How's real that haunting partnership coming Are it's we, really good we're in the final talks with that <laughs> exactly nice <But laughs> i would i would definitely give that a listen because that's like a cool more true story of the conjuring 2 you know setup hear that last podcast on the left <laughs> we're promoting you guys so, so you, maybe you could do us a favor <laughs> we scratch your back you scratch ours i'm just hearing them now just be like who the fuck are these kids <laughs> follow for follow <laughs> so have you guys ever experienced a a haunting like have you ever been in a house that's haunted quote unquote i feel like i've been in a house like i've definitely wandered into abandoned houses as a kid with like friends you know, out in the woods or whatever, being like, ooh, this is going to be scary. Like, nothing ever happened, but there was always that I'm I'm just, like, scared in general because I'm in a weird abandoned house and I think something could happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was younger and I would scare myself. Like, I, I had... 
<laughs> dreams. Oogada boogada. <laughs> no, really though, where like people were watching me sleep. Oh, oh shit. And so legitimately, I had to actually sleep with my back to the door because I didn't want to know if they were coming in or not. I was oh. like, they're just going to go ahead and watch me. I accept it. I just need to sleep. <laughs> there are also times late at night where I would get up and I would walk around and like, you know, when the shadows and corners are just so dark, you can't even see what well, you know oh, is yeah. supposed to be in there. Sometimes I would be sure that there was something in there. Oh, man. It was scary. I had to take the trash out as one of my chores. It was outside and it was dark and I would run from like, so I would kind of toss the lid up. And then I would hope I could be back in the door by the time that the uh, lid to the garbage can closed. Why didn't you just do it earlier in the day? <laughs> I had to take it out after dinner, John. Once a day. Eat earlier. Yeah, mom. His, his pot roast. His mom's pot roast smell, John. Okay, you got to get those out of the house as soon as they're done. I can relate to that though, because I'm a stomach sleeper, and so my one of my arms would always like naturally be out of the bed or under the covers. I mean. And like I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Like I, I felt so exposed, so I had to like slide all the way under the covers, and then I'd get really hot. So I had to choose between getting attacked or being really hot. It didn't help when I would lick your fingers <laughs> right. in the middle of the night either. So and you don't even own a dog. <laughs> bump, bump. <Yeah>. No, just <laughs> yeah. Wait. I, I that's really kind of scary, Peter. But also at the same time, as soon as you said, I spent most of my childhood scaring myself. I just imagined you walking around your house and like passing a mirror and just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the actual <laughs> image of myself scared me. Yeah, just constantly scaring yourself. Because if you think about it, guys, you don't know what you look like. I will say, so I when I was a kid, this was uh, this is I used to sleep with the door open. And I stopped sleeping with the door open for this reason. And it's not supernatural. It's just I found out that. Rarely is. Well, I'm just saying I found out what was happening and it stopped me from sleeping with the door open or whatever. Was I sometimes when I was a kid, I'm I'm just someone that naturally wakes up every few hours and then just falls back asleep. I don't I've always have. But when I was a kid, I used to wake up. And I'd have the door open and where my bedroom was and how the bed was set up. Because I am I sleep on my back. So I would kind of like do that roll up and I would see the staircase that comes upstairs. And it would look for a split second like someone was coming up the stairs. Oh my God. And uh, so I'd do the whole like covers over my head, covers down, and they were gone. And that would freak me out more. Oh, that's like a man. scene from a scary movie. Right. No, no, no. So uh, that's why I would, I would immediately, because me and my brother had a... Uh, our bedrooms were had a conjoined bathroom, and so I would like go through there and just like sleep on the floor of his room because he would never let me sleep in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> but I found out later that there's something called it's like Sandman syndrome. So like when you walk out of or when you wake up out of a dream or a deep sleep, there's a split second of your uh, like kind of your mind adjusting. Or something to where it's not like I'm hallucinating. But you are. But you're, yeah, you're yeah. kind of tripping out a little bit. And that's why they're only there for like a second. Because once it really, you really notice it, it goes away because you're fully awake. And so I found that out later in life. But that was one of those reasons why I just started shutting the door. Because I'd wake up and I'd think something was coming up the stairs. <laughs> so like this movie is, I feel like, encompasses all of your childhood fears. Oh, all of our childhood fears in like... Is worst case scenario basically. Oh yeah, for sure. I had a big ass basement in my childhood home, and I was definitely one of those kids that, if I had to go from the basement, because there was like a game room down there too, and so from going from the game room to these long ass steps to get back up to the main floor of the house, that was one of those. Okay, I'm gonna hit the light switch in three, two, one, hundred yard dash, like up the stairs. <laughs> we had we had the the little kind of playroom half living room thing downstairs oh, yeah, and yeah. in the closet there's another door to the crawl space right. of the house Ooh. nope yeah screw that mm-hmm. noise that's where uh what's his name goes to hide when he's scared oh the oh what was R- the name of the rory 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 oh yeah because i kept thinking of Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> But a little gaunt. Yeah, we haven't talked at all about the movie yet, but it's nice to get this. I'm trying to bring us back if you've noticed the past few comments I've made have tried to bring us in. Sorry, we went down this um, 
we went down this wormhole of personal stories, but I think they relate to just the spooky, scary nature of everything. Let's talk about the opening of this movie, because I really enjoy the opening of this movie, because the Annabelle story, even if it's all bullshit, scares the shit out of me, because I very much was affected by the Chucky movies as a child. <laughs> I The idea of a doll coming to life terrifies me. We had this terrifying clown doll similar, not as big, but it would sit on top of our TV because my mom felt like she had to display it because it was a gift from her mother-in-law. Oh. And we named it Sweet Cheeks and it would just sit on the top of the TV. And You named it Sweet Cheeks? Yeah. That's, uh, that's disturbing. I'm Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> Time to die. <laughs> but the open, it's interesting because the Annabelle thing, like, I wonder if that was planned from the beginning that they were going to release other movies because the end, oh, the beginning and the end of this. I think, I think it definitely was. And the picture of the nun is right there by the door with light shining on it too. That's true. I, I think it's, I think it was a, they planned on it, but they didn't know if they could. And so they kind of, I think they played it safe because as far as like the Warren cases go, there's the Annabelle case, this case, and the Amityville horror case are like three of their most known. So they kind of hinted at them a little bit to kind of just, you know, appease people that probably follow the Warrens more rigorously. But I did look up the real image of the Annabelle doll. Did you guys look up? It's just a Raggedy Ann doll. It's it's also creepy. I I would argue the Raggedy Ann doll is scarier than the doll in the movie. It's not even <laughs> realistic to proportions. My mom had a Raggedy Ann doll in her house, but it wasn't out in like public. What like, was I the remember. boy? There was a boy. It's like a less Raggedy Jim. Raggedy Andy. <laughs> I think that was it. Raggedy Andy. <laughs> really? I think it was Andy and Ann, right? I don't know. We were that was past our age because it's just like a cloth doll thing. But that story of the nurses, those two nurses had it coming. Yeah, they're like, oh, this little girl died, and, and we felt bad for because we're nurses. We want to help people. Screw that noise. They're not a they're not a person anymore. Yeah, a ghost wants just wants to be friends. Okay, Casper's not real, buddy. Yeah. And then they're like, <laughs> can I have this doll? And you're like, sure. And you thought that was gonna work out. <laughs> I just like the idea of the nurses being like, all she wanted was the doll. We're getting a steal on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a red herring, though. Like you, it, Without knowing much about the movie, you, you would think that the whole movie was going to be that doll. That's true. Him. But then like, it didn't really come back until the end. Yeah, it is a little bit of a bait and switch. But it does end up, by the end of the movie, because Beth- Bathsheba, whatever the witch's name is, ends up teleporting to their house and playing with the doll shows that like there's a connection there's a true evil spirit in that doll so it you know it kind of connects but you're it does connect it, it's just like the first viewing no, you're, you're right. like oh i thought that was gonna be the ghost yeah i definitely watched it being like oh shit is it gonna be about a doll i'm i'm terrified <laughs> yeah but the opening the the credit roll i thought was really cool oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like the warrens are you know Paranormal experts or whatever, and this is their tale. It's like, dun, dun. <laughs> the conjuring. <laughs> I like though that you kind of did the Law and Order voice <laughs> and the Rain War. That's how I read it. Separate, <laughs> separate but equal <laughs> evil spirits. Bum bum. <laughs> These are their stories. I would watch a show. I would totally get Ice T in there. <laughs> Ice T's the cop, the reoccurring cop that's going to help them solve these cases. The one that's using the bathroom at that yeah. one point where they think it's like <laughs> replace the him ghost. with Ice T. Just like you telling me that this spirit possesses dolls? Yeah, yes, Ice T. We just explained that. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, the whole like tone and feel of this movie is great. Like the camera work mixed with oh. the music, and like I just thought it was really well done. There's some really cool transitions where the camera's like upside down and then as it's spinning it like is going upstairs or something yeah like, they do some really cool i like the tour of the house when they're moving in and it yeah. gives us a walkthrough so we have the layout of the yeah, house immediately that was, a, that was a really good one shot like i feel like people try to do one shots now in such a blatant way where they're almost just boring but i completely agree with you this is a very interesting it sets up everything i thought it was nice i also liked that throughout this film it kind of did the whole uh, like teasing the spirits kind of thing where like you don't see really anything until pretty much the end, like the very end. Like you get little bursts of seeing something and then 
you know, you don't see anything I mean, else. we straight up saw Bathsheba jump on that grill. Ooh, yeah. God. The first time I watched this movie, that scene was the one that really got I was going to say, what was the scene that scared you guys the most? Because I think for me, it was the, the clapping um, oh, the when the mom gets... It's playing and the hands come out. Yeah, like that Just. That scared me to death. But also, the trailer kind of ruined that. Yeah. If you guys remember when this trailer came out, it shows that part. Oh, that was the end um, of the trailer. That was like the this big pitch. Um. Yeah, I think the the armoire scene where she jumps down on the girl was, I think, the scene that got me the most. Just because how, like you were saying, you liked the cinematography. How that's filmed was so perfect because they showed just enough of the armoire that I didn't even think about that I couldn't see the top of it, and just then seeing that girl who's in that new Slenderman movie, by the way, uh, just like her just looking up or whatever, and then just something's up there, jumped down on her. It's a, scary shit moment and the look what she made me do Oof. when you hear that the first time the cup's like what wind chimes talk <laughs> <laughs> i okay so i didn't like his character but i also loved their assistant drew or whatever and i liked their interactions so i think we get rid of the warrens we just have a buddy buddy <laughs> supernatural buddy cop, cop show with just drew and this cop because that's like to skip to, the, to skip to the end of the movie when they're like everything's saved and they're coming out of the house i laughed so hard at just the like the cops coming out having a bandage on his face because what's her name bit, bit his him. cheek off and it's just the huh, did a draft do that to your <laughs> face and it's just this like <laughs> i'd take a guy with a gun anyway <laughs> <laughs> It's like such a weird ending where I half expected the cop to be like, you know what, Drew? Next time, you're buying the cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just being like a... Or they're like... Like a Motown. Freeze frame. Up to our next haunting. That's just what it feels like. Like the end of an episode. It's... I don't know. That's just stuck out to me. I love that Drew character, though. You didn't like the Warrens? I kind of like Vera Farmiga, or however you say her name. I thought I she like was her good. sister, <laughs> her younger sister. Yeah, the uh, she was in American Horror Story and things like that. The uh, I liked them more in the beginning, and this is one of the things I have. Like, I think the writing for the most part throughout the movie is pretty solid. I just think there are parts towards the end where. I mean, maybe it was the best take they could get, but some of it felt so weird of just like Patrick Wilson, I felt like was really selling it, giving it his all being like, I'm not doing this with you in the room. And then her just like, listen, God brought us together for a reason. Yeah. This is that reason. I was like, okay, this is really hammy now. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was probably from the actual Warrens, right? I mean, probably. I'm I mean, assuming. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't have to be in this movie. Yeah. The uh, Yeah. There was just a couple scenes like that were really hammy but especially at the beginning they felt like a real married couple if that made sense and this is what differentiates itself from other movies like this so it doesn't do anything relatively new aside from the fact that we get the the background information on the warrens so like when the we're cutting between ooh spooky houses progressively getting spookier and it starts at about 60 miles an hour first night and sadie's dead Oh, my God. By the way, I almost texted you guys when I was watching that last <laughs> night. I was like, the dog dies in the movie? I completely forgot. This movie's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but to have the uh, scenes in between of the character development of the Warrens is what sets this apart. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, th I think it follows the rule that, I mean, Peter, me and you have talked about this multiple times. If you're going to do a movie with a specified, you know, like a horror film or a sci-fi movie or a fantasy film or a comedy, any, any you know, genre the key is starting by just making a good film. Just That's solid already story. hard enough, it seems. I know. <laughs> but it's, you just have that foundation of it's already a good story and film, and then you add the layers you want to it on top of that. Yeah. That's the foundation you need, though. Too many. I, I feel like this movie does that. It does, for sure. And so, yeah, I agree with you. A lot of horror lesser horror movies don't show that kind of development so it just feels like almost a weird version of ghostbusters where like the warrens would have shown up kicked down the door and be like get ready get yeah. fucked yeah ghosts. how many how many haunting movies do we have where they have to call the experts and the experts come in yeah you know like we have too many of those but here we're introduced to them right away yeah. and it's cool how they when they do come in and like set up all the equipment and the flashes going off when it's like catching oh the yeah. ha like those that was really cool, cool like i love that it was it cool. wasn't cheesy when they also did a good job of 
sometimes in uh, movies that I guess it's a technically a period piece, it feels weirder to say that because it was only the 70s, not that long ago. But a lot of movies do a bad job where they really re-emphasize in like a blatant way the time period they're in. Where they're just like, you know, because it's the 1970s. We're using these cool ham radios. It's like over the top. This was a really good, subtle, just like how the cameras worked. They just showed that the limited technology, you know, the only time it was felt weird was when Drew, for some reason, hitting on the oldest daughter was like, yeah, it's pretty psychedelic. <laughs> yeah, shows with a naked eye can't see. <laughs> She's like groovy. groovy. Yeah. <laughs> that, I was like, ah, uh, uh, okay, that. That seemed out of place. Yeah, seemed out of place. Could I did like fun. it though. I mean, I thought it was kind of fun. A little flirt. <laughs> little flirt. Oh, so uh, you're getting haunted, right? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you live nearby? <laughs> yeah, oh, this is my house. This is my room. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Already here. <laughs> I think it's interesting. I would like to know because I think there's three different scenes of the Warrens speaking at like colleges. I want to know, like. Do you think you get a credit for going for, to those? Or like, do you think the school's paid to have the, the Warrens come and say, like, hey, guess what? Demons are real. Maybe they paid to have the platform. Ooh, maybe. Some there. people do that, too. Yeah, some people do do that. Do do that. Do do. We all uh, do do. <laughs> as far as the um, how the haunting goes through the house, I really like... I forgot how much of a slow build it is. Slow, but also not. But I just mean in the sense that it it <laughs> it's slow, but it's more. She was bruised, night one. Well, yeah, but they thought that was from from you know passionate sex. Well, then like, the <laughs> <laughs> then the it's feet. True. Me last night. The feet too. The the daughter who's oh, yeah, getting gra- there like are multiple lot, things. Like just think about happens. other movies like this. That's halfway through the movie that this kind of stuff is going on. Well, but uh, I guess where I would argue is. You're right. That would be halfway through the movie, but then the next scene would be the girl being dragged around by her hair, like instantly. It would yeah. go from sixty to a hundred in a blink of an eye, as opposed to this is more of a like they do start out at like forty to sixty, but it takes them a while to ramp up to that hundred. And then the the dad comes home that one fateful night to just like chaos. Oh my god! Yeah, like, <laughs> back from the truck, and he's like. All the women in my life are screaming right now. I don't like moms in the basement. He gets no respect. Yeah. They're playing that clapping game. I I rewound it because I was like, did I hear that right? He comes out and is just like, are you guys done with the pizza? And they're like, ah, oh, dad. He's like, it's expensive feeding you guys. Ron Livingston. He he's good in he this. Was. Yeah, I liked him. It's always nice to see him. I know. I get him and Mark Duplass confused sometimes. Really? I do. That's Not funny. gonna. <laughs> no, but yeah, Ron is that the guy from the league? Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. It's no. so fair. It's Livingston who was in the TV show about getting the newspaper a day in a head. Oh, really? Day in advance, right? He's oh. in office space is what I know. Yeah, I know. But maybe, maybe you might be right. I, I just don't know. Me neither. Uh, <laughs> obviously. Let's break down the haunting a little bit here because I... I, a lot of things happen. A lot happens, and I'm, I think I have it figured out more so than... I realized I was wrong after my first viewing. I feel like on the second viewing, I got a more clear picture of what was happening. So a witch in the 1800s, 1800s killed herself. And that was a funny scene where uh, Lorraine's explaining the history of the house. She's like, she ran out middle of the night, hung, got up on the tree, declared her love for Satan. <laughs> yeah. Cursed everybody who would take her land and then killed herself. <laughs> it's like, what? Huh. <laughs> Is that how it was written? <laughs> it's like, get this, guys. Crazy bitch. Woke up, middle of the night, ran out, climbed a tree. <laughs> Declared a love for Satan. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> okay, so that happened. So she... And that's the first thing. That's the first and thing. She, that's and Beth, she supposedly killed the seven-day-old baby in a sacrifice to, to, Satan. to Satan, who and, she loves. And so Bathsheba, this witch, was related to another witch who was killed at the Salem witch trials cuz that's like a throwaway line that I noticed this time but I thought it was okay sure she's not yeah, the same I, one as the witch no. trials that's correct i right. remember that line okay then later so yeah after this families cuz the land's divided up and families in different parts of that general area have had children die and then a couple women commit suicide yes yes okay and so the ghosts that are 
like pulling the daughter into the cupboard repeatedly are like the kids trying to protect like are the spirits of the kids trying to protect the girls that live from, in the house now from, from their but, mother that, from the mom oh, from the mom yeah because it's the mom that killed them right the mom gets possessed and then kills and them. then kills the daughter or kids yeah okay so i think that tracks right it's so the kid spirits are the spirits that Lorraine talks about. Like, there's a ton of spirits in here. Yeah. But there's only one that's really vengeful, and that's Beth- Beth- Bathsheba. 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 Biblical character. Yeah. Uh, David. Oh, Bathsheba. Bethesda. That's the wife. The gaming company. What, what Jephthah? I don't remember the guy, the poor sap who David stole. Bathsheba way. Yeah, I don't remember. It. Saw her on the roof bathing. Okay. Ooh. Saw her bathing on the roof. So, okay, Bathsheba nice. is the evil spirit. So was the the boogity boogity, I scared the sheriff, slit wrist maid. Was she... Post. Was she, was she not a mom that killed a kid, or was she just someone that killed herself because of Bathsheba? I I think she was the mom who killed a kid because doesn't she say I she made me do it or something like some well, kind of line like that yeah a lot of them keep saying that singing the Taylor Swift song of look what you made me do like repeatedly <laughs> yeah and I think that's what she was doing with the wrist so I I think she was told to just kill herself because she didn't have any kids but she probably killed a child before well that's what I'm confused about because if the she was a maid so w- do you think she was the maid of one of the families that the mom killed the kid and so she was left like i don't get why she targeted the maid if she was targeting moms i mean i thought i thought the modus operandi was possess the mom kill the kid have mom kill herself right or just i guess woman Woman. and so the maid probably oh so you think killed the the kid oh that she was supposed to look after and then killed herself oh that's tricky because we really only saw the one kid, Russell, Russell Culkin, or not Russell, Rory, Rory Culkin, and uh, <laughs> so I guess it would have been it would have been beneficial to maybe see some more kids. Yeah, I love seeing dead kids. Oh yeah, they're the best. Gosh, kids! I can't think of a horror movie that kids aren't in. Something that they add like a creepiness Ooh, factor. The right? Descent. The, the Descent. Yeah. Those, those are not some old ass women. Um, That's like Helen Mirren. That's true, but those are kind of Meryl che- Streep. Those are the cheap, cave. cheap, scare, jumpy movies. Are kids in Grave Encounters. Maybe I was qu- too quick to jump <laughs> yeah. the gun, but like the shame, shame, <laughs> shame, 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 take it back. They are often added to. They a, are. They, uh, they're they're an easy creepy factor because they're supposed to be all innocent, and their innocence gets tainted. And they're usually by Satan. They're usually the ones that see or communicate with the spirit. Yeah, because the spirits, it's almost like they're jealous of the innocence, and then they just want to take that sweet child. Turn it to a tool for Satan. Hail Satan. The, uh, for so while we're breaking down the haunting <laughs> right. uh, like uh, theology, if you will. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. not the right word. Um, the signs of the demonic presence oh, the being demonology. there. demonology. Demonology, uh-huh. nice. Um, I wrote down the signs. So there, the cold, the temperatures dropped yeah. when they were around. Cold There's a bad house. smell. Yeah. Demons just farting all over the place. Yeah, um, there are three like knocks or bangs on the wall to insult the Trinity. Mock the tr- that. Okay, so that delivery that line was a little, little corny. Yeah, well, <laughs> he had a couple of those when he'd bring up theology that were like some of it was a little bit of like Christian shaming of, and I mean that in the sense of like they're leaving the house after the first investigation and be like, "Are you your guys- kids baptized?" It's like, oh, we never really got around to it. We're not really mm. church people. It's like, you might want to reconsider that. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to feel threatened. <laughs> it's like, wait, well, what? Well, and because at the end, the, the priest couldn't perform the exorcism because they weren't members of the church. Oh, yeah. So that's why he asked that, I think. Uh, oof. Oof. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, to mock the Trinity. Yeah, mock so the, the, Trinity. the bird, like, they keep running into the house and their necks keep breaking. And that, that pops up in other movies, too, with the birds. Oh, yeah. Something. Well... I mean, it's it's related to the same thing as the dog, where the dog wouldn't go inside the house. Which, by the way, that's sign one for me. Like, if I if I like was taking Olivia for a walk and then she didn't want to come back into the house and be like, okay, well, I'm not getting back in the house. Yeah. Which is, I know not to jump back to the beginning of this movie, but that's the part of the beginning of the movie that pissed me off. If I showed up to my apartment 
open the door. There's a note that says, Miss Me, written in crowns. And that Annabelle doll that I've been thinking is so cool because it has a little girl spirit in it. In the hall. In the hallway. That would be, I close the door. I call you guys and be like, hey, so some shit's going down. I need a place to live for a little while. Uh, I'm going to buy some clothes on the way in there because I can't go your, in Your anymore. clothes are haunted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would say, hey, no thank you. I'm <laughs> staying as far away as possible from you. <laughs> go you stay get, with Peter. You can sleep on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> like, legitimately, it'd just be a, oh, oh yeah, fuck that. I'm not, it's it, it's so stupid that they just, like, go into the house. I do give that girl props for her. She's like, I'm done with this shit, and just grabs the doll and, like, throws it in the dumpster in the other room. It's like, no, don't. You're going to upset it. And she did. And she, she did. did. And so our two other signs, the, the bruises appeared on the wife. And then the 3.07, the clocks kept stopping at 3.07 a.m. Because that was the time of death. Oh, where right. she hung herself. Which I call that into question. If it was old olden days. Yeah, how did they know at time? Did the husband like have a stopwatch from the moment she ran out of the house to the tree? There was like, oh, that was a good 4-4. Four, four. That's a good question. <laughs> Very good question. Or is that when the coroner got there, they cut down, cut her down from the tree, and they were like, well, it's about 3.07. And then the spirit was like, aha, that will be my time. Some <laughs> other <laughs> haunting time confirmed. <laughs> Some other plot holes I found. The broken down Chevy. How did it get to the house to begin with? They just moved there. That's true. Whose Chevy was it? I mean, it was theirs. It was? It was yeah, Livingston's. Oh, I thought it was just on the property. He's like, the carburetor's broken or whatever. Like, What's well, not broken? <laughs> oh, did they ever bring up, so they do say they bought the house in an auction. Who had the house before them, and why weren't they haunted? They might have been, and then they left. But they left, but they said the haunting was like gum. Sometimes you just take it with you, which was a weird analogy to use. <laughs> it was effective. I pictured being like gum stuck in my hair, and it's like never leaves. Maybe they died. You think they died, and then they just resold the house? and According, and I think this is Rhode Island. According to Rhode Island law, you don't have to tell someone if someone died in their house. Oh, wow. Really? Is that true? That's fucked up. That's what the internet said. Uh, Well, I trust that. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. (laughs) They also said a lot of things, you know, 9-11 is an inside job. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were saying this in the same, like, Rhode Island doctor. It's like, God, Rhode Island's got some some theories. Uh, (laughs) State health theories. No, yeah, but I noticed the Chevy thing, the the house thing kind of stuck out to me. But other than that, they they did a good job of not really... That beach photo, though, photoshopped AF. Not to mention that was a photo of, hey, we all just got cast in this movie. Like, you know, like first day of shooting, they got all the guys together. Like, you know what? Let's just use this. That was a good day, wasn't it? How did you know? Oh, you guys are smiling. It's a picture. It's a safe yeah, guess. that was a little cheesy. <laughs> I, I was also... I feel like the mom should have been concerned that like shit was going down in this house. And one of the nights that the haunting was happening where all the pictures fall down, like a lot of noise is happening. That mom is yelling, being like, you kids better not be awake. Who's in this house? Like, no. Uh, did the kids all just like sleep through that? Well, in other movies, they've had it suggested like demons or whatever. You can like manipulate sound. And so they could be yelling. But it's like it's in the soundproof box almost. Because when she was also dragged downstairs and screaming, you know, like when it showed the door and all that, it was just going boom, 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 boom. Oh, but we true. know she was a lot louder inside. Right. That actor, that would be hard to be play that role that Ooh. she played, like getting possessed to the mom, I mean, at oh, the yeah. end. And she just had to be Lily, uh, Lily Taylor. That was a hot scene when uh, Beth Sheba spit in her mouth. Ugh. Yeah, I did not like that. I had to rewind that a couple times. <laughs> 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 you uh, bookmarked the time, the time stamped that. Yeah. <laughs> I I liked, so like we were saying though, you know, there's, at the end you really see Bathsheba like full blast the whole time. Just, and it's still scary, but it, there was enough build up to it to where it's more impactful or whatever. I'm not going to lie. I forgot and was faked out by, I think it's like the second or third night haunting when uh, the girl that's in the Slender Man movie now that's like in her leg tugged does the wake up and you can't see behind the door and she keeps saying there's something there i was like oh shit that's scary and then you're like the sister like what does she oh think she sees as soon as it's the like it's right behind you and there's just pitch black behind i was like i was literally sitting there be like oh shit i'm like bracing for the jump scare i'm like this ain't gonna get me and then ron livingston just comes in he's like there's nothing in here crazy shits okay you know how expensive it is to feed you 
okay? You didn't eat all your pizza? <laughs> brought that back up. I so would probably because you're hungry. <laughs> you didn't eat all the pizza. <laughs> you know you have bad dreams. <laughs> I would love it if that was just Rod Livingston's like reoccurring thing of just barge of the house. Like, you guys better eat all the food I bought. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I thought it was, uh, it was, it was interesting in terms of just kind of the flow of, and I'm, I was a little bit confused by why there was a good night. You know what I mean? Where like the when they first like set up all the cameras, why nothing happened that night? I was wondering the same thing. I did enjoy the montage of them setting up all the equipment. It's like the happy like yeah seventies montage. But yeah, that was weird. It, it was almost like the demon went to sleep. Well, did the door not shut to the basement? Uh, I think no, it did. I, did it? I was trying to think if that was that night or the night before. Well, because there was the cop in the bathroom gag, which was, huh, I had to go. <laughs> when he set off the camera, too. Like, you think he would have detached the sensor to be like, hey, guys, I'm using the restroom. <laughs> Skeptics. <laughs> but, yeah, I, maybe you're right. Maybe there was the door slam. But it, besides that, there was nothing else that really happened. And then they made pancakes in the morning. And they ate all those goddamn pancakes because it is expensive to feed these. <laughs> and then they cut to Ron Livingston making them. And did you see the size of the pan he was using? It was big enough for one pancake. Oh, so, so he was cooking one, one at a time. time. <laughs> yeah. That feast. That was quite a feast. I understood in that moment how expensive it is to feed those kids. Yeah, Ron has to start at seven. He doesn't get to eat till noon. <laughs> Also, did we ever see his truck that he's supposed to be driving? Yeah, yeah we actually the, did. The one night that he comes back and it's chaos. Oh, is it, he comes in in the truck? Well, you oh, don't man. see him come in. It's already parked. <laughs> Ron <laughs> they Livingston, didn't move it. The more I think about it, Ron Livingston's character is all about food. Because like, at the end of the movie, when he comes back to the motel and the kids are like, Mom left with such and such and such. You know what he's got in his hand? Bag full of food. Yeah. Those little shits eat a lot. Yeah. It's expensive to feed them. His little girls are growing, too. I wish that what he had said. He, like, hands them to the bag and, like, eat this. It's expensive to feed you guys. And then just <laughs> runs back to the house. Close the blinds. <laughs> Don't want peeping Tom's looking in here. I also was mad in that end scene, though, when uh, Assistant Drew, who is the unsung hero of this movie, but he does get points off for leaving that girl in the car by herself. Yeah. <laughs> Stay here. I'll be right back. I promise. I half expected him to die because of that moment. <laughs> and nobody in this movie died, right? Yeah, no body count. Well, except for the kids that were haunting the, the house. They died. They were already dead, though. Like, There's no body count for the duration of this movie. It was pre, pre-time period. Does that lower the stakes a little bit for you guys? Uh, Not necessarily, no. because I feel like a good ghost movie like this doesn't need a body count like a slasher film does uh this is just more of that like psychological just fear um there's exceptions to that rule like i think sinister does a good job of like you think it's like that and then there ends up being about a count uh, <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> but yeah because i was trying to think you know that yeah no one really dies the worst thing that happens is the woman gets exercised uh and almost kills her daughter. She needed to lose some weight. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Women shaming. Okay. Yeah, I was just trying to play off exercise. John, get woke. <laughs> and they're not fat. It's expensive to feed those kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the what did you guys think of the weird teleporting nature of the ghost because she left a bracelet in the or the necklace in the basement? I didn't get it. Which by the way, that was a terrifying boast. Both sides of that was a terrifying scene of the when she falls through the floor. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I chuckled, I think, out of fear when she's pulling on the rope, when she's like stuck behind the wall for a second or whatever. And she's like, what's this? And is pulling up the rope. I'm like, oh, there's going to be something attached to it. And then it's just the noose. And I started laughing. I was like, oh, my God, they have the rope that she hung herself with. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I was like, that's like, that's the side. Leave the room. <laughs> it's for you. Oh, that was also the scene, I guess, too. They realized that the thing they found by the tree, the weird kids game, had been moved. That's pretty scary. Because the dust was yeah, like not left, covering that spot. Yeah, it yeah. left an outline. So it means it was recently moved from that spot. I forgot. About, that was a tree. minor detail that was scary. I, yeah. I didn't even think about it. It's pretty freaky. But that, the rope scene, and then her falling through, and then the, like, you were talking about scenes that legitimately scared you. The um, when she's 
she she fell through or whatever and has the weird look what she made me do, you know, moment. <laughs> oh, look what you made me do. <laughs> <laughs> but when she's hiding under the, the, I guess like a desk or table or something, and then you see the feet just drop and you hear like the neck break thing sound effect. That scared me, and then it just slowly turning and moving. Oh, that got me. Ugh, that got me pretty good. Other side of that scene was pretty scary, though, too, of just the it somehow teleported from necklace to necklace. I don't track that logic. Like, is this like a Lord of the Rings thing where they're like connected because they were forged from the same yeah. thing? The same memory, the bond of love. <laughs> I teleport through to, from the picture. Boy, oh boy, is that girl going to need some therapy of just, oh, I felt so bad for her. That was a, child actress-wise, she did a good job of making me believe that she was genuinely terrified. <laughs> just the, mom, mom, like locked in the room. Ooh. Yeah, I, that was kind of a disturbing scene. Yeah, the rocking chair scene didn't like scare me as much. It just disturbed me of like, that, uh, I audibly just was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then when it was gone, but the rocking chair still going, ooh, that was a well-done horror scene. Well done. <laughs> how did the dog get back in the case? Yeah, that's what's freaky about that. I disagree when Ed Warren's talking to that uh, reporter being like, ah, oh, it's safer to keep it all here. Nope. You buy you buy a it's rental a space. Yeah. yeah, you buy a storage shed. You get that shit away from your daughter. That's terrifying what did i tell you don't go into the room connected to the kitchen yeah <laughs> this is not the pantry <laughs> what did i tell you about going in there with all that demon stuff in there don't go touching no demon stuff i also want to know every story behind each and every artifact in that room they had an entire samurai armor set it, i'm not gonna lie like it's freaky that they would have that but it also felt like this is what the cast of Scooby-Doo have in their house. Yeah. They're like, this is from all the monsters we unmasked. <laughs> that was old man Jameson. <laughs> There's old man Jenkins from this the department is, store. Yeah, from the department store. who tried to haunt the old amusement park. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, don't touch that. But yeah, you, you don't keep that shit in your house. That whole logic was like, better here than out there. No, no, no. I'm not arguing collecting them. I'm mm-hmm. arguing keeping them in your residence or your daughter and someone's mom i don't know whose mom that was it's, uh, was it hers, hers. Uh, lorraine's mom like come on be and responsible i feel like that also makes the kid want to investigate further like don't go in there it's like oh, that kind of yeah. makes me want to go in there you know oh man well, that's because yeah. you're a rule breaker i have ex- <laughs> i have expected though when uh like you see the necklace spinning or whatever i have expected it being the witch like luring her out of a room to go into that room and like let Annabelle out or something. Oh, because you know where you're talking about the you thought the doll would come back up. Mm-hmm. That's how I thought the doll was going to come back up. Was that it was going to be the daughter was manipulated into letting oh, the that been good. Annabelle out, and then it, the stakes were going to raise. We've got Bathsheba, the witch, Annabelle. Who can stop them? And Lorraine Warren. Dun dun. Yeah, <laughs> and then the next movie, the stakes raise a little higher. That's true. What What did you think? I mean, I know you haven't seen the second one, John, but Peter, we saw the sequel. What do you think was scarier? Uh, the nun slash, what was his name? Um, the lanky man. There was a name for him. St- oh, straw man. What was his name? Slender man. Not slender man, but it was kind of slender man. Kind of, yeah. But what did you think was scarier, those two or uh, Bathsheba? I think the second one was scarier really yeah i mean i know well, I because it, because in the 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 thing that got me in the movie was when the ed warren is painting the picture oh that he God, had the, the dream and it's the nun fucking nun yeah he's like i don't know what i'm just drawing this is oh i had a weird nightmare yeah and it's the picture of the nun like that's scarier to me than the than Bathsheba. yeah 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 we're not gonna spoil anything for the movie john but I, let me just say that you know the new movie nun that came out mm-hmm it first appears in Conjuring 2, hmm. and uh, I have told Peter countless times, its limited appearance in Conjuring 2 fucked my shit up. It did. That hurt me. <laughs> that hurt me at like a, a soul level. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. No, That's... Audible Theater. That was one of the few times in a theater I've had an audible reaction where I was just like, oh, my God, I want to get out of here. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't happen often. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> but back to this one. I'm... I mean, we talked about the body count a little bit thing scenario. Do you guys like how it ended? 
the kind of almost clean wrap up. I was fine with it because it still left it open ended with the Annabelle doll. Yeah. So it wasn't. I it was clean, but it also left it open to you know suspenseful. I guess too. Yeah. If this is different because other haunting movies, the family is still going to have a trace right. with it, but. In The Conjuring, it's the Warrens that have traces left with them. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it's a more interesting takeaway. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked just the movie overall. It's not a perfect movie, and it's just a, I think it's oh, a very well-made movie. When she's doing the laundry out there, and then the sheet that like, was, falls and it's outlines, and then it floats up into the window upstairs, and then oh, the person's and, there. And then it's... Be- this, oh. That's when she gets possessed. Yeah, the mom. Yeah, that was. I, That's I forgot a about cool. That. that yeah, that was a. What's his, the director's name? Oh, James, James Wan. Wan. James Wan. It's got an eye for just. It's it's just, really creative, camera movement and just not using a jump scare, but a genuine scare with the camera movement. Like I don't know how to describe it other than that, where it's. Nothing, a lot of the scenes, besides like the armoire scene, isn't really a jump scare because you see, you track what's going to happen. There's nothing like popping out. It's just so creative. And I think that's one of the reasons these movies stick with Way me. Way to go, James. Yeah. <laughs> didn't he direct something else we watched? Uh, he did Saw, he did Insidious. Okay. Um, Saw might be what I'm thinking of. But Oh, wow. He's up yeah. his games in Saw. Like, if you put these two next to each other, like, I would definitely say this is more well, just well filmed, directed all around. But yeah, and the camera movement's not something I typically notice in movies. As an, I guess, a novice movie watcher, maybe. But this stood out to me in a good way. So it was really well done, and and you're right, it added to the scariness. Oh, he did factor. the Insidious movies. I yeah. didn't realize that. On Dead Silence, the the shh, the little dummy. Oh my! Oh, I hate that movie. It's Ooh. not a good movie. The uh, but I never really watched the Insidious movies. Are those worth? Like watching, I, I don't like them, but a lot of people do. Yeah, I feel like I remember the first one being talked about a lot. Um, what's his face? Patrick Wilson. He's he, yeah, he's, he's him he's in and um, oh Rose Byron is that her name? She's in. The, is that the older lady? The, yeah, well, it's the wife of Patrick Wilson in Insidious. I think. Uh, I just remember from the trailers. Speaking of movies being talked about a lot, I feel like The Conjuring when it came out was. People were like, "This is the scariest movie of all time." Like, I yeah. felt like it was oh, yeah. talked because well, it's ton. a lack of blood, hardly any swearing. Like, there might have been one um, from the cop if he oh, said yeah. something, but like the, the reason it was R was the MPA. It was like it's too scary. Oh yeah, that it was legitimately <laughs> scary. Well, this is one of those movies where so everyone said similar things about Paranormal Activities, and while Paranormal Activities, the first viewing really did get me like it, it did good. scare me and it was because it was such a creative idea i think a movie like this does that same idea better and it lasts longer like if i watch paranormal activities now it's it's not as good to me you know what i mean like it's it's lost its luster yeah. you kind of know it's more predictable and and this was predictable in a sense but it was still it, scary yeah which, it was still had moments of scary like just even though I knew certain scenes were happening, just I, it still got me. Yeah, like I, I mean, even seen this movie before. I, this uh, next viewing, I was still scared. Uh, we've talked a lot about the movie. I mean, we've pretty much talked about everything in the movie. I want to ask you guys though. Before I know we usually do, uh, how would you fix this, or what would you add to it? Uh, let's do that real quick, and I want to talk to you guys about the Warrens a little bit because I just want to get your kind of appearance. Like, do you know anything about the real Warrens? Gather around and listen, as Mark tells us. They're not as attractive. (laughs) No, no, they're not. And they are very much, they dress pretty accurate in this movie to what the Warrens dress like. I I think that's pretty funny. They're like Quaker level dress. Yeah, Lorraine's like first outfit. Liz was walking past and she's like, what is she, a witch? (laughs) Like, yeah, they dress like a Puritan Quaker. Quaker. uh, But I just mean, have you guys ever looked into any research of their real cases, just like who they are as people? It's really interesting. In my limited search, they're so divisive. Like half the paranormal community or whatever thinks they're all full of shit and just fame seekers and they made all this up and da, 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 da. like they just if there were real hauntings, they just lashed themselves onto it to 
make themselves more famous, da, 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 then other people, you know, believe more into what this movie was selling, that they were legitimate demonologists and clairvoyants that helped people with all these evil spirits and stuff like that. It's just, like, that whole world fascinates me. Because while I think, I, I'm more inclined to believe they're all full of shit. Like, all of them. All paranormal activity people are full of shit. I'm also that person that just really, really hopes they're full of shit. Because if they're right, uh-oh. <laughs> so you've learned a lot from these movies about what to do. Uh, apparently, you can't do shit. It's basically like, hope you can get some Catholic priest who somehow knows to do blessings and exorcism to come. Like, Because they don't do that in real life anymore. So you're up you're up a river without a paddle. <laughs> Stock up on some holy water. <laughs> I just line my house with crosses in holy water and get paranoid. <laughs> now I was just curious if you guys had cuz I kind of went down a rabbit hole after watching of just like looking stuff up about them. Um yeah, I I'm more inclined to believe the that they were a little bit more fame seekers. But still reading some of it, I I can see at least in the beginning in some of their earlier cases were more legitimate them trying to, you know, help. That makes sense. Yeah. I'd, I'd in there on the side of fame seekers too. If there was some place confirmed haunted, would you go there? Probably not. I'd probably ask why we haven't burned that building down or like cleansed it. I maybe, uh, from a distance, like, to see what it's like just from the outside. Is this like a haunted house? Yeah. Yeah, if there was a house like this, confirmed haunted. I don't know how it would be confirmed. Well, see, this is where... This is where I yeah. guess we're talking about it too much. Would it be... Thinking about it too much. Would it be confirmed haunting? Because, like, how this movie seems to work and a lot of the cases that the Warrens were involved with, like, when they left, the haunting stopped because they cleansed it yeah no this, this house is so this would clear. be like house is abandoned because we all know it's haunted oh and it's like hey do we want to go check it out to see if it's haunted ourselves like it, every movie ever it, <laughs> i would go in the middle of the day i would bring a screwdriver to take all the doors off their hinges <laughs> so we're not getting locked in there by mysterious you know what that's actually brilliant and then I would go and make sure all those windows busted out we need escape routes and i need sunlight and I might bring a very religious, pure soul with me, just in case. So, like, I feel like there would be a huge line, and it would be really touristy. Okay, and don't, <laughs> oh my gosh. We're not actually, like, that doesn't exist that I know of. Oh, I was kind of hoping you were going to be like, well, guess what? I just found. That's what I was kind of <laughs> I signed hoping. this up for a tour. <laughs> no, but, like, because to have to ask yourself, is this real or not? We all want to say that it's not. But it's... If it but is. what if it is? <laughs> if it is, that's that's what's like. That's what's really so scary. About yeah, I don't want to live in a world where that is real. Yeah, <laughs> like that's terrifying. <laughs> it's in the yeah. It's the thought of it is more like just yeah. Keep it uh, on the TV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To answer your question, probably no. Yeah, I'm a I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a what? I'm not gonna lie. If it was like we were walking by a uh, abandoned house though, and it was like, let's go in there. You know, like I bet it's cool. Like an it. Yeah. If it was even if it was like, oh, I heard it was haunted. Da, 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 not confirmed, but like, oh, I heard it was haunted. I'd be like, I'd probably try to play tub. Be like, no, man. Like, let's not go in there. That's stupid. Like, they're like, oh, you scared? Like, yeah, I'm scared of the the homeless man that's probably in there that's gonna stab us to death. And just be like, oh god, I hope there's not a there. <laughs> <laughs> what would be scarier, ghost or homeless guy? <laughs> Creepy ghost guy. Um, I guess, it's I the homeless know. guy from the abandoned house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, uh, let's let's go ahead and do. How would you fix this? Or I, this is a movie we seem to all think is worth your free time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume that. Uh, yes. how, what would you change? I guess, Peter. Oh, <laughs> for everyone wondering, they just pointed at me to go first. Uh, change. I mean, some of the dialogue with the we're putting you know crosses up here because I did like it him saying because it pisses them off. How he that how he delivered up. it made it pretty funny because it was just like 
This will piss him off. Yeah. But, he's like, <laughs> but the lines where uh, he asks, did it come in threes? Well, that's, you know, to make fun of the Trinity. Kind of lame. And, yeah. Uh, even though I like the, what did you tell me on our wedding night? <laughs> Can we do it again? <laughs> <laughs> After that. After that, <laughs> yeah. silly. It's like, God brought us together for reasons. Like, I don't need that. Uh, little cheesy pie. I don't know. I wouldn't really change a whole lot, honestly. Yeah, it's it's hard to change story beats because they were trying to keep it as true to the story as possible. Like I looked up a quote. So Lorraine Warren, who I think is still alive, but she's like ninety three or something like 91. that. Ninety one. Ooh. So she saw this movie four times in theaters and like loved it. But she said she kind of pulled a Tommy Wiseau and was like. 80 to 85 percent of it's true <laughs> <laughs> so which percents are those yeah <laughs> i think she pointed out the uh the levitating chair wasn't real that's not what happened but that everything else was like paranormal wise was pretty accurate so it was 15 percent of the movie so <laughs> so i feel like it's hard to change plot points but i in my opinion i, I agree with what you're saying i think their dialogue choices are weird but I would have liked them to incorporate the Annabelle doll a little bit more, even if that had taken away from the true story nature of it. I think, because John, like you pointed out, it really does set up in the beginning that it's going to be more about that. Like when the daughter's having tea with her friend, maybe it could have been the Annabelle doll or oh. something like that. And they're like, how did this get in the house? And then that would have been pretty freaky or the doll keeps like disappearing from the house and then you know what i mean and everyone's like why is it yeah because it could be annabelle but then every time that the warrens are in the house annabelle's not in the house yeah so like it the the lines never have to cross but we the audience know that would have been a good cliffhanger because the warrens never realize it was annabelle and so it leads to the you know how like movie kind of ends in that room anyway it could lead more to a, ooh, what's Annabelle going to do next? Annabelle's adventures. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you got anything you like? Uh, I mean, I love the movie. It's hard to pick something. I think it would have been fun if they, or maybe scary is a better word, if they explored more of the, like they, they mentioned that the land was divided up. And so like maybe they took a boat across the lake and looked at another house that was haunted or something Ooh. like kind of changing the setting a little bit temporarily. Um, and then exploring some more of the land. They didn't really utilize the dock. Uh, actually she saw her daughter swimming. That's true. But like the tree in the dock area was scary, but they didn't really utilize it. So maybe no. Yeah. John, exploring more. That's, I really like that. Cause I, you're right. I, I think it'd have been interesting for them to go, it, not even it have like scary things happen at those other sites, maybe so, but at least from an investigative point of view, to be like learn more about the area. That it, yeah, that's right. That'd have been cool. Uh, the movie was almost two hours, but it didn't feel long. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was it, paced pretty, it, yeah, pretty was, well. I feel like we usually comment that it could have been shorter. This one, I thought was. Yeah, I, I feel like this. This is a movie that I feel like ten minutes added max wouldn't have felt any different. Uh, I think anything past that, it would have. But yeah, it felt pretty well paced. Uh, yeah, uh, I, like I said, I mean, we all. I mean, I definitely think this is worth your free time if you're looking for a horror film to cuddle up with somebody or just live in your apartment by yourself and get really scared. You know, like some of us. <laughs> I definitely think it's worth your free time. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, I don't know whose turn it is after mine, but we're keeping this Halloween train rolling. Um, I'm excited to see what movies we pick. I, I think last time we ended up doing too many thrillers, so I hope we do more like spooky, scary skeleton movies. And by that, I mean, I want movies about skeletons. Okay. Find me movies about skeletons, boys. <laughs> the mummy. Mummy part two. <laughs> Skeleton key. Ooh. Uh, wordplay. That's a bad one. Wordplay. That's I a bad it. movie. <laughs> it is a bad movie. <laughs> Fun wordplay. <laughs> All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for now, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Happy Halloween. Hope you guys are thinking of some fun costume ideas. I can't think of any, to be honest. Send them our way. (laughs) Send them our way. We want to steal your costume ideas. I'm going to dress up as Lorraine Warren. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. That'd be incredible. (laughs) You heard it here first. 
Oh, John's yeah. going to be Lauren. Lauren. Look for Christmas. pictures on our social media page. <laughs> I can't think of a better way to end than that. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I just thought of you in the collar dress. <laughs> like the... <laughs>